Welcome, foreign-born mamas. I'm your host, Nurjan Sturbins, and this podcast is dedicated to helping you thrive in motherhood. Are you thriving as a foreign-born mom, or are you struggling with anger, anxiety, and depression? If struggle is your reality, it doesn't have to be your truth. We can change by increasing our self-awareness, shedding old patterns, and shifting our mindsets. We can evolve into more conscious moms and forge a new path for ourselves and our children. Let's take the steps together for Inborn Mama. Let's thrive. Welcome, Foreign Born Mamas. Thank you so much for tuning in to this new episode. I want to talk to you today about trauma, how it can manifest itself and how it can affect our bodies and behavior and our relationships and parenting and marriage and how it is so important for us to educate ourselves about trauma and especially our own traumas in order to understand ourselves better and through that improves our lives in our parenting and our marriage. I noticed that many foreign-born moms are traumatized one way or another, but they don't even know it. I didn't know that I was traumatized. I remember that I was lashing out in anger a lot at my children and especially my husband. I would get very impatient. I was very hypervigilant and I had hard times trusting people. I had this certain behaviors that are like impulsivity of like buying something or binging TV shows until like 3 a.m. And I had hard times like connecting with other people and relating. All these behaviors were a sign of trauma, but I didn't even know that it was trauma. The reason why I didn't know that it was trauma that was causing it is because in Kyrgyzstan, mental health is non-existent. At least it was when I was growing up. I was never in any conversation with my parents or at school where they talked about trauma, what it is, and how it can affect you as a person in terms of like how it affects your body, emotionally and mentally. This topic was non-existent. I grew up in an environment where girls and women were struggling and we had a lot of violence against women. There was a lot of alcoholism. There was a lot of verbal and physical abuse from teachers and uncles, everyone. It's a very toxic environment, unfortunately. And we just grew up thinking that this is part of life, that it is normal. When I came to the U.S., I became a wife and a mom. I was struggling. I was struggling in my marriage and relationship, in my work, in my parenthood. And I didn't know why. I just felt overwhelmed and helpless. And then there were some things that would come out of like anger or depression. Then I started thinking that there was something wrong with me and I just retrieved more into myself more instead of trying to connect with others. But through this awakening and the self-healing journey, I began learning a lot about trauma, when it happens, how it happens, and how it can affect you as an adult later in life, even though it happened when you were a child. It gave me so much understanding about myself and my behaviors and my feelings and it helped me to not internalize and think there was something wrong with me and understand that it was because of the traumas that I am behaving certain ways. It also helped me to when I start educating myself to use 
and explain those things to my husband so that he can understand what was happening at that moment. It definitely helped my communication with myself and my husband. And I do the same thing with my children. And I explain to them when things are happening and what happened to mommy so they can understand what was causing it. That it wasn't because of them, but most of the time the triggers comes because of what I experienced and what I was feeling at that moment. The trauma is definitely much more discussed and more information is available about it in the U.S. But what I noticed is that trauma is still not normalized in the U.S. A lot of people still unaware of its effect on the person and their lives. There have been a lot of research and no more now information coming up. And literally, and this is really exciting. But most people think of trauma still as something big, like car accident or sexual abuse or natural disaster or genocide or war. They think of trauma as something that is really big thing. And then they don't attribute what they're experiencing to trauma, they sort of minimize like, well, that is trauma. Because in our understanding, the trauma and what at least culture says, it is trauma is something big, right? But what I'm learning through this process is trauma actually doesn't have to be that big, like genocide or war. The trauma can be acquired by the other person, can be experienced by the person through bullying, through physical or verbal abuse, or parents' neglect, or a controlling parents, or discrimination. If you are not someone from the same country, sometimes you may experience trauma through discrimination, especially if you grew up as an immigrant child in a school where predominantly everything is white and you don't even speak the language. That can be a very traumatic experience. My understanding of the trauma is that we experience trauma, it looks like in two cases. And I'm just sharing with you what I'm learning, my understanding, and you can deep dive more and do more research of your own. I don't want to tell you that I know it all. This is just what I am learning and I am understanding and I'm just sharing with you and hopefully that will be helpful and hopefully that will spark curiosity for you to explore more. But my understanding with trauma that you will have trauma in two cases. One is when our system cannot cope with its experience, that's when we experience trauma. When that happens, we usually feel the sense of loss of control or helplessness. I can give you an example in my life where I experienced this. My dad was a very physically abusive alcoholic. He would go to work and he would come back every night drunk. Sometimes he would come back not drunk, but we just never knew when he didn't drink, he was the greatest dad. And when he drank, he was very violent. Every night we didn't know, is this going to be a good daddy tonight or is it going to be bad daddy? He would come in random times and if we fell asleep, he would just randomly hit or pull my mom from her bed. And she used to sleep with us because she was so afraid of him. In order to protect her, Sometimes we would stay awake and alert, but that is really hard, right? Eventually, sometimes we would fall asleep. I remember how in this violent environment, I used to feel so helpless. I wanted this to stop. I wanted this to change, but there was nothing I could do. There was no police. Police never took these cases as serious. They looked at it as like a family affair. You couldn't take this to a court and get protection, especially in the police, the Kyrgyzstan is very corrupt and those cases are part of like the family affair and they don't take it seriously. All the relatives were aware of this, but some of them I think, but we didn't really share because we also felt ashamed of it. 
I grew up in this environment where I felt so helpless with the situation. And I think that's when I experienced like the major traumas. My body and my mind just couldn't cope with this, didn't know how to protect me. I was every day re-experiencing it. And I think that was the most traumatic experience I ever experienced. And the second case, when we experience trauma, from my understanding, it happens when we couldn't connect to our primary care providers growing up as a child. Usually your primary care providers are your mom or dad. If you failed to connect with them, that can be traumatic too, because that can affect your self of self, right? And I experienced that in many ways too, because of my parents and their jobs and their addictions to alcohol. And my mom was just a workaholic. We were left neglected a lot, tend to your own needs. When you have that environment, and I had a brother, my parents, they didn't want girls for some reason. All of those things then affect your sense of self when you start thinking like, I'm not good enough, that I'm not lovable. In. And then you start developing some coping mechanisms for that. What I'm learning through this process is that if you experienced a trauma as a child and it was not resolved, you are going to experience the symptoms of it when you grow up. It's going to show up in different ways. Some people will have trouble focusing, like I have this trouble. Some people will have problem trusting others. People with PTSD, it's called post-traumatic stress, they will have problem to relating to others and they will have struggles with anxiety, depression. They'll feel shame and guilt about what happened. Or if they survive that environment, sometimes they have the survival guilt. And it can also affect you physically. You might be more prone to have migraines and headaches. You might have autoimmune issues. Some of them are unexplainable, like in my case, with chronic pain. And you might have some chronic other health issues. So there is this PTSD, post-traumatic stress. Then there is another level. It's called complex PTSD. Complex PTSD, from my learning, is that you have all the PTSD symptoms. And I didn't list you all, but there's like extensive list. But complex PTSD includes all the PTSD symptoms. And in addition, it also includes other symptoms where the person who experienced complex PTSD will have really hard times relating to others in really hard times, self-connecting to themselves. They will have diminished uh, meaning and purpose in their lives. And I'm reading that they will also have tendency to have this risky behaviors where they may have unprotected sex or they will seek high adrenaline activities or they will be prone to addictions, to alcohol and stuff. The interesting about this symptoms is that they will start coming up when you are triggered, when you are overwhelmed. And when I arrived to the U.S., that was my first trigger. I was immediately overwhelmed with the amount of information and the amount of things I had to learn that it triggered past experiences of where I felt helpless. What happens is when you get triggered and you feel those emotions that you experienced as a child, you're going to fall into using the patterns that you learned, the coping mechanisms to survive this, right? My coping mechanisms for coping with the traumas that I was experiencing as a child was various. I had a lot. I did have a complex childhood trauma. And I can give you one example. When I was thinking like, why do I have this habit of binging TV shows? My husband caught me a couple of times early on in our marriage where 
whenever I am exhausted or when I'm depressed, I would watch Downtown Abbey until 3am or Friends or any other shows, especially like drama movies. I was drawn to drama movies. And now when I think about it, I'm realizing that in my family, we watched movies every night and they were all drama movies. And there was no discussion or asking. My parents never asked me like, hey, how was your day? What did you experience? Right? There was no conversation. Instead, we would all eat and watch movies. That became a coping mechanism for me to numb the pain, even though I had a lot going on at school or I felt harassment from other boys because of your girl. There was no discussion of the feelings, so I never got to resolve the trauma and close the loop of activation that happens in your brain. Instead, I just numbed it with the TV, and I caught myself doing the same thing in the U.S. The reason I am sharing with you all of this is because the more I am learning about traumas and how it shows up in my body and how it affects my mind and my behaviors, the more I am understanding myself better and my behaviors. And I was able to stop certain cycles that were running in my life. And I was also able to feel some self-compassion for myself. Before I would blame myself that there was something wrong with me. I'm such a failure or I'm not good mom. Now I know that when those happens is because of all the childhood traumas I experienced. When I go back and I feel those, I feel so much self-compassion to myself. And I know that this is not anything to do with me, that it was all everything to do with the trauma that I experienced. I'm very passionate about educating about trauma. I'm not a trauma expert, but I am reading a lot about trauma, and I am encouraging you to start educating yourself about traumas. And when you read something, and if you find the truth in it, it will resonate with you. It will catch your attention. I remember when I read the first book, Trauma, it immediately caught my attention and I became curious and I started reading it and I got so much out of it, the understanding. Like I remember I read the book, I think from Peter Levine, where he talks about the body, the trauma can be kept in the body. And if it's not resolved, that you can continue living in your adulthood life. When I saw those connections and how it can also affect your body. So he was talking about how person who experienced trauma, their nervous system gets activated much faster than other people. So there's this like cognitive brain in the front, and then we have the limbic system in the back. The person who experienced trauma, that limbic system in the back is bigger, the size-wise, because of all the traumas. We just have to be aware that unlike other people who didn't have like, let's say, complex childhood traumas, we will be more reactive. We will be more prone to anger and impatience. We will be prone to fall into our patterns where we use certain mechanisms to cope with the trauma they experienced, whether it's a food or TV or alcohol or any other things. When you become self-aware about this and you start understanding, it will give you more knowledge about how your body works, how your brain works, and how the trauma that you experienced is affecting you now because then you can be able to disrupt it and improve certain things in your life. Another really interesting thing I learned through this journey, which I, we're going to talk more further down, is that the trauma can also be passed through generation. So if you had parents who grew up experiencing traumas where their parents were not 
treating them well or did not care for them and did not connect with them, they will have that trauma and they will do the same thing in their lives and then you acquire their trauma. So there are cases where even though your parents were really nice, some people still experience some traumas because of the intergenerational trauma that happened to their grandparents. Let's say the grandparents were at war or they didn't have good environment. There are like multi-layer influence of trauma in our lives. The more we educate ourselves, the more we become self-aware about how trauma affects us mentally and physically, we are more likely then to choose to disrupt and to heal certain traumas that are affecting us and improve our lives. And that's why I'm so passionate about talking, sharing stories and connecting how it is related to my past because those traumatic events were affecting me now in my motherhood and my marriage and relationship. I don't want to leave it without like the doom mode. All I want to say to you that we just need to know that we are possibly traumatized and that we need to heal our traumas. The good news is that the trauma can be healed and it can be disrupted from passing to our children. This is my personal goal right now as a mom, as a foreign-born conscious mom, to stop passing as much of my traumas to my children and educate them how trauma can affect people and their lives. The more we're going to talk about this, the more we're going to, I think, change things in our lives and the lives of other people. So I think it's time to normalize and start taking charge of our healing process because no one is going to do that for us. We have to take full responsibility and own the fact accept what happened, and then consciously choose to decide to heal ourselves. If you want to learn more about these topics, the books I really recommend, one is a really heavy one that was really hard to read for me. It's called Body Keeps a Score by Bessel van der Kolk. It's a hard one to pronounce. Another one is When Body Says No More by Gabor Mate. And I think The Waking of the Tiger by Peter Levine. So those are books that I would recommend reading more. And there are lots of research on trauma to understand how trauma affects your nervous system, how it can affect your body and explain your health conditions and how it can affect your sense of self, your identity. I encourage you to read more and get educated about this so you can stop blaming yourself and start improving your lives, knowing what happened and what you can do now. I hope this was helpful. I'm going to record more episodes and interviews on the effect of trauma because I think the more we share about it, the more we'll learn. Sometimes when someone shares their stories, we can find more of ourselves and understand connections more. At least it works for me. When I hear someone's stories and real examples, I connect the dots better. I learn better. I'm going to try to record more episodes of the trauma and then we'll have more interviews because I'm really passionate about it. It really did help me to stop thinking that there's something wrong with me and now I understand the reason. You have a higher chance to learning what you can do about it, right? So it gives you more agency and power and that's what I want for you in your lives. Thank you so much for listening in. If it was helpful or if it resonated with you, please share with a friend. And if you have Apple Podcasts, I have Google Podcasts. I would love if you could leave a review because it helps other moms to find it easier, this podcast. If you want to learn more about certain parts of trauma, you can let me know and we can 
try to record an episode about that or invite a guest expert in that area. Thank you so much for listening in again, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. If anything resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at Nurjan Sturbens or inside a free Facebook Foreign Born Mama community group. If this podcast helped you in any way, please share it with a friend. Let's share some love in little ways we can. Finally, if you are a foreign born mama and have an inspiring story to share that can help other foreign born moms in their struggles, I would love to connect with you and feature you on this podcast. You can DM me on Facebook to set up a call.